Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's James Flowers. Good morning. It is 8 a.m. Big day for the Atlanta Braves as they swept the doubleheader in Washington yesterday. Tough afternoon for the starters in game one. Both Eric Fetty and Max Freed were out by the third inning. Acuna went three for four, the run driven in in the 7-6 win in game one. Game two, different story. Pitching duel that was scoreless until the top of the seventh when Pablo Sandoval uncorked a two-run bomb off the bench, put the Braves up 2-0. Sean Newcomb came in for the saves as the Braves swept the day from the Nats. Steven Strasburg sharp in his first start of the year, dealing six innings of one-hit ball while striking out eight. The Yankees out hit the Orioles 13-4, but it's not the hit tally that matters. It's what's on the scoreboard that counts, and it was Baltimore that ended up on top 4-3 in 11 innings. The Yankees left 23 runners on base, while the Orioles, not much better, stranded 17. John Means, the last of four and two-thirds, gave up just one run over that stretch. The win breaks the 12-game losing streak to the Yankees for the O's. Sean Miller has been fired as head coach of the Arizona Wildcats men's basketball team. Miller has one year or had one year remaining on his contract. Associate head coach Jack Murphy will serve as interim head coach. Miller had been in Tucson since 2009 and led the Wildcats to seven NCAA tournament berths and three Elite Eight appearances. The NCAA charged the school with five Level 1 violations last month. Virginia Tech taking advantage of the transfer portal has landed seven-foot center Michael Durr from South Florida, a two-year starter for the Bulls. Durr averaged six points and six rebounds during his 66 games played there. Staying in Blacksburg, Virginia Tech's Caleb Farley has been invited to the NFL draft, scheduled to start in on April 29th. He joins a host of others, including four members of the Alabama Crimson Tides National Championship team. Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence said late last month he will not be in attendance and will be viewing the draft from Clemson. Best four days in golf begins today with the Masters getting underway from Augusta National. First two teeing off Hudson Swafford and Michael Thompson at 8 o'clock as we speak. Caps return home from their road trip series, which they saw them go 2-3-0. Tonight, they take on the Boston Bruins who beat the Flyers 4-2 on Tuesday night. Puck drop scheduled for 7 o'clock. Let's get a check of your ESPN Richmond weather forecast. Hello, everyone. Partly sunny skies will be with us this morning with the risk of showers this afternoon. Highs in the lower 70s. I'm Storm Tracker 8 meteorologist Matt Dedardo. This weather report brought to you by Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. For re- rebates or low payments on a new Lennox home comfort system, call Herman Allen at 804-746-5853. You're up to date in Richmond Sports Center. I'm James Flowers on 995-1027 ESPN. Trade up on any non-contact thermometer for a $5 rebate towards an Exergen purchase at any retailer. Accuracy matters when taking temperatures. Upgrade to Exergen. Visit exergen.com. Huddle up, listen up. All right, huddle up. Bring it in, guys. This is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Let's go, huddle up. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com. Come on, huddle up. Now, here's Bob Black. A 1-2. Lined in the right. Santander comes up firing. Here's the throw. It's there, and he got him. A walk-off win. Anthony Santander cuts down Urshela at the plate, and the Orioles end the New York Yankee 12-game losing streak. Great finish in the Bronx last night. The final call on Masson as the Baltimore Orioles end a long streak of frustration in the Bronx to the New York Yankees. The walk-off game-ending double play, Anthony Santander with a strike to the plate to complete a 9-2 double play from right field to home plate. He had also homered in the game, Santander leading the Orioles to victory over the Yankees last night. And that's how we lead off the sports huddle in the morning brew for a Thursday, the 8th of April 2021. Good morning to you, Bob Black here, James Flowers, the voice you just heard on our detailed Sports Center update, producing our program from our ESPN Richmond studios on another good looking morning here in the capital city. Be a part of our program this morning. We always invite you to do that. We'll do a lot of baseball talk, wrap up the Orioles and the Nats and the Braves from yesterday as well. 804-521-8501 to dial us up. Text us 638-9508. That's 804-638-9508. 
Good win for the Orioles. Pushes them to 4-2 and two to start the season. And they got support in a lot of areas in that victory over the Yankees yesterday. There's no John Sterling call today, first of all. That means things probably didn't go so well for the Yankees. There was no Giancarlo Stanton home run. There was no Aaron Judge home run. There were just a lot of good highlights in this game. And at the end of the day, The Orioles had a little bit more of them. You heard James a moment ago talk about the ridiculous number of runners left on base in that game. I know it was an extra inning game, but still, that's a lot of runners. And I know we start with the runner on second base, so that automatically puts another runner on base and the potential for left on base. But still, that was a ridiculous number of runners left on base as both teams squandered opportunities. Or perhaps the positive spin on that is the bullpens were pretty good. I know the Orioles... Felt pretty good about how their bullpen performed in that game yesterday. I think they got almost six innings of relief work. John Means started the game, and then the Orioles' bullpen did a really good job until the offense could be triggered in the extra innings. They got one in the 10th, one in the 11th. Chance Sisko's single in the 11th inning proved to be the game-winning hit. And it stayed that way for Brandon Hyde's team as they got the double play to end the game last night at Yankee Stadium and a 4-3 to win over the Yanks. Salvage one in that series and start the season with the opening road trip to Boston and New York 4-2. and Who would have thunk that, huh? Who would have thought the Orioles would come out of Boston and New York and start the year at 4-2? and But that's exactly... What happened? The Orioles getting the win last night in New York, and now they get an opportunity to uh, to head back home where they will play their, their home opener. So good job by the Orioles to win that one last night over uh, the Yankees. And tomorrow the uh, Orioles, let's see, where are the O's to start the season? Uh, let me check. We'll take a look at that and find out. Uh, they got Boston. That's right. They got Boston, and it is today. They'll open today at 3 o'clock at uh, Camden Yards. The Red Sox come into town for a 3.05 game, and the O's come in there with some momentum in that one. All right. How about to the other uh, D.C. area team up there in the DMV? And that would be the Washington Nationals. And they got swept yesterday in a doubleheader by the Atlanta Braves. A lot of people were fidgety about the Braves. They'd gotten swept in Philadelphia, lost the three, then lost the first game to Washington, the Nats' first game back, even though they hit the four homers off of Max Scherzer. And then a wild game yesterday, a 7-6 victory in the first game of the doubleheader in which uh, the hitters flex their muscles. Ronald Acuna Jr. continues to be great. He went three for four in that first game for Atlanta. Uh, Washington scored four in the bottom of the first off of Max Freed. The Braves came back and got five off of uh, Eric Fetty in the top of the second, took a 6-4 to four lead and hung on to win it 7-6. to six. Atlanta getting a run in the top of the ninth, and then uh, the Nats scored one in the bottom of the, uh, bottom of the seventh. Ooh, there's a Freudian slip for you, and there's wishful thinking for you as well. I just happened to look at the line score and went to the last inning, and just figured it was the ninth. But, oh, no, not in the major leagues. Not this year. Not where we're playing seven-inning doubleheaders. And that's what happened yesterday. Still bunched a lot of runs and hits in a seven-inning game. And the Braves won it seven to six. And then turned around and had a terrific pitcher's duel in the second game of that doubleheader. Wound up a two-to-nothing Atlanta victory for the sweep in that twin bill, and the Braves got outstanding pitching all the way through. Waskar Yanoa was the starter, and then Pablo Sandoval, of all people, come off the bench and hit the two-run homer, and that was the only runs in that game, and Atlanta wins it 2 to nothing, and they get the brooms out for the sweep in the doubleheader, and they get it over the Atlanta Braves 7-6 to six and 2 to nothing. Just a couple of the good games, again, in Major League Baseball, last night uh and we just focused on our teams in this area and there were other games across major league baseball we'll get into some of that as we move along uh this morning as well but orioles win over the yankees four to two and then the nats get swept by the braves seven to six and two to nothing but hey they're playing they got it going and they were able to wrap up the series both in new york yesterday and uh and at uh, nats park yesterday as well 
All right, uh, Sports Huddle underway for a Thursday morning. Got a good lineup of guests. We'll get to that. Just scrolling through some of the other Major League Baseball games from yesterday. Give you some of the results um, as we scrolled. The Rangers beat the Blue Jays 2-1 to one down in Texas. Brewers doubled up on the Cubs 4-2. to two. Hey, the A's finally won a game. I guess from the West Coast, that's probably the big story of the day is that Oakland had started with six straight losses and came away with a win over the Dodgers 4-3. to three. L.A. now 5-2 and two to start the season. Giants beat the Padres. Another good West Coast game. Happened on the road last night. 3-2. Uh, to two. Giants over the Pods in 10 innings. In that one, Cardinals shut out the Marlins. 7-zip, and we uh, gave you the Orioles, and we gave you the Nationals, and the Rockies beat the Diamondbacks 8 to nothing. The other thing that was really cool about yesterday, I saw somebody on Twitter, might have been Mark Davis, our good friend over at NBC12, but somebody had mentioned all of the day games that were played yesterday. I was actually driving around a little bit, and uh, I do have Sirius XM, which is a beautiful thing, and when the Braves and Nats were between games, a doubleheader, because I was tuned in right here on ESPN Richmond uh, to the Braves' doubleheader sweep of the Nationals, I was kind of scanning the dial in the late afternoon, and there were plenty of baseball games to choose from, and that was kind of fun as well, to have some normalcy back again, to be able to tune in Major League Baseball and catch just about every team in action. And most of them were playing day games yesterday, as it turned out to be a travel day for a lot of teams. And days off today, and then teams will have their home openers, if not today, like the Orioles. They'll do it tomorrow, like the Braves. So no Braves broadcast today uh, here on ESPN Richmond. They open at home against the Phillies tomorrow in Atlanta, which means they're with no Braves afternoon baseball. Matt Josephs is back today. A quick peek ahead at our sports menu with border to border this afternoon from three to four. Matt returns had been out of there Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday because of scheduled baseball or baseball that was played the last two or three days. All right, let's call that our morning brew. Let's stay right on the clock this morning. How about that? It's eight eleven on a Thursday morning. Glad you're with us this morning. That's our morning brew was the baseball, particularly the Orioles and the Nats. Good news for the Orioles as they knock off the Yankees, get that uh, walk-off double play to end the game uh, and win it and get to 4-2 and two on the season and snap that 12-game losing streak in the Bronx to the Yankees. And then the Nats swept in the doubleheader yesterday. The Braves get their first two wins of the season. Slugfest in game one, they win it 7-6. And then the pitchers duel in the nightcap, they win it 2 nothing. Morning Brew brought to you by Pig and Brew Barbecue, North Carolina-style barbecue south of the James. 1313 Hull Street open Wednesday and Thursday from 1 to 8. So you can get over there today, being Thursday, 1 to 8. And then tomorrow and Saturday from 1 to 10. This week they've got some cocktails on special to go along with the great barbecue and chicken that they've got over there at Pig and Brew. The Mango Margarita, the Henry Sangria, the Caribbean Rum Cocktail. All can be on the menu for you at Pig and Brew Barbecue 1313 Hull Street and online at Pig and Brew. Here's what we've got on our menu for a Thursday morning on the Sports Hub. These are today's top stories. Read the copy, please. The copy's good. Just read it. This is the opening drive. That looks like my new co-anchor may need a glass of water. (laughs) (laughs) Opening drive brought to you by our friends at Lexus of Richmond. And you're going to be hearing Masters Tournament coverage all weekend long here on ESPN Richmond. And we'll give you some right now in real time. In fact, our presenting sponsor of our Masters Tournament coverage is indeed Lexus of Richmond. Experience the Lexus RX Hybrid SUV with a 30 mile per gallon combined estimate during the hybrid season at Lexus of Richmond. Visit today on Midlothian Turnpike online at LexusofRichmond.com. Lexus of Richmond also sponsoring our Let's Talk Golf program, which comes your way this evening. Greg Burton and the gang will be at Independence and they'll have uh, complete coverage of the Masters from out there and i can tell you it just teed off this morning i'll tell you what i will say this uh i am not the biggest golf fan in the world i'm probably one of those like many who say yep i tune it in when we get to the grand slam events particularly the masters we'll watch it then but for the most part you know not in my must-see viewing uh on a weekly basis james i don't know about you on the golf front i know you're a baseball guy don't really know how much of a golf guy you are yeah big golf guy yeah, uh, yeah. I I enjoy watching the tournaments on the weekend. That's that's kind of my staple. I know it's spring and I know it's summer when there's a great golf tournament on uh, on Saturday, but but especially on Sunday afternoon. 
All right. Well, then you can be our guy to keep us updated on the Masters then today. I would be happy to. Because I'm sure you've got it on and are watching in our ESPN Richmond studio because that's your job, right? That's your job. That's what you got to do. Exactly. Exactly. I do have it on Golf Channel right now. Excellent. Well done. All right. Um, So I had it on ESPN. So I will say this. Here's what I was getting at. The ceremonial first tee shot, that is one of the cooler sporting events out there. That is one of the cool sports traditions that you could potentially watch to start a sporting event. And they did it this morning. And I'll tell you what, I don't know that it was a full crowd at Augusta, but it was pretty darn crowded. Uh, So it did look a little bit more normal. And you had Lee Elder, Gary Player, and Jack Nicholas with the ceremonial first tee shots. And I'll tell you what, they that was my childhood. That was my growing up where it was guys like Player and Nicholas and Elder. And to see the three of them, you know, obviously they have certainly aged like the rest of us are get, who are getting up there. Uh, and Lee Elder, I don't think, was able to take the actual tee shot, but Nicholas and Player did. I don't know, James, did you watch that at all? I know that was way before your time, but, boy, I, I mean, that caught my attention this morning. Uh, I was not able to catch it, but I did see on the Masters website that they had uh, that they had pictures up. That um, was really cool. So really? yeah, I yeah. think that's one of. I mean, as we know, the Masters has so many traditions, but I think that that is such a good start oh. to to the weekend. Yeah, uh, it was it was great to watch that and to see all of them out there. And you know, uh, Jack Nicholas poked a little fun at himself as he bent down to put the tee in the ground to put the ball on the tee and and. Uh, you know, he's, he's gained a little weight over the years since his playing days were done, and, and he looked up at the crowd and he said, that was the hardest part of doing this, <laughs> was reaching down to put the tee in the ground and the ball, and then it was the typical uh, golden bear swing. He was wearing the bright yellow uh, sweater this morning. He looked every bit of the golden bear and, and drove the ball down the fairway, as did Gary Player as well, and uh, Lee Elder also part of the group of the ceremonial first tee shot. So that was really cool. Really cool this morning. The Masters is underway. And, yes, our, our golf – Mitchell is another of our golf aficionados, but I will yield to you this morning, James, for updates uh, on the Masters as they get it teed off uh, this morning down there in Augusta. It'll look like a great day to get it started as well. All right, for us this morning, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Grant Golden from Richmond Basketball is going to join us, making the announcement this week that he, like Jacob Gilliard and Nathan Kale, will return for that extra year of eligibility to play for the Spiders in the 2021-22 season. And we'll talk with Grant about his reasoning for coming back and what he's looking forward to one more year in a Richmond Spider uniform. So Grant Golden coming up at 8.30. At 9.15, Scott Jackson will join us. You hear him during the football season on the Washington football team radio network with post-game show hosting responsibilities. Scott's been joining us each and every Thursday morning to talk not only Washington football team and NFL, but a variety of other topics to include college basketball. And we'll get into all of that with Scott this morning at 9.15. Your calls are welcome, 804-521-8501, text line 804-638-9508. Get a check of traffic at about 8.17, sports huddle underway, as is the Masters, on a Thursday morning, 99.5-1027 ESPN. Lessons of Richmond presents the NCAA Basketball Tournament. Heard exclusively on ESPN Richmond. This update is brought to you by Herman Allen. For big rebates and low payments on a new Lennox home comfort system, call Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at 804-746-5853 today. ESPN Richmond. Traffic. This traffic update sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters. Take some heavy traffic this morning on I-295 southbound. There's a crash blocking the left lane as you approach the New Market Road exit. That's got traffic back up with Pocahontas Parkway. And we're seeing some really heavy traffic on River Road, eastbound between Huguenot Road and Three Chop Road. I'm Jim Huggins on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Earn a $5 rebate by trading up any non-contact thermometer toward an exergen purchased at any retailer. Accuracy matters. Visit exergen.com. It doesn't matter if you walk, skip, bike, jog, skateboard, or pogo stick. When you head outside, take us along. If you've got your phone, you've got us. Listen to our live stream at ESPNRichmond.com. Welcome back. If you're out there on the highways and byways, let's keep it clean. This morning and tune us in on your way to work or running your errands, and it's another good day out there to be doing that. 
All right, as I mentioned, uh, again, welcome back. Bob Black here, James Flowers, producing from our ESPN Richmond studios. Also a reminder, coming up at noon today, behind the web with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman returning this week. Spiders scheduled to play Saturday at William & Mary. As of today, that game is on for a 1 o'clock kick. Our airtime at 12.30 with our pregame show here, and Coach Huseman will give us some more details today when he joins us at noon, uh, Tim Coleman, Darius Reynolds, who were scheduled to be our guests last week, and we abbreviated the show when the news hit that the Spiders game against James Madison had been canceled and or postponed, and we just did a half hour with Russ as that news broke literally as we went on the air last Thursday at noon. So we did only a half-hour show last week, and our two guests didn't make it. So they're back this week, and they'll join us. Darius Reynolds, defensive lineman, uh, who was the uh, CAA co-defensive player of the week two weeks ago from the Elon victory for the Spiders, and then Tim Coleman, who's been a part of that offensive line that's been so great in the Spiders' three games, both protecting Joe Mancuso and Bo English at quarterback and also opening up holes for the running back. So we'll talk with those two guys. We'll go in the trenches, as we say this week, with a couple of linemen, Tim Coleman on the offensive side, Darius Reynolds' defensive side, behind the web with Coach Russ Huseman coming up today at noon here on ESPN Richmond. Back to college basketball. For a moment, again, Grant Golden joins us here in a little bit. Talk about his reasoning for coming back. Spider fans are certainly happy about that. Uh, Golden will return for what will be his sixth season at the University of Richmond after redshirting that freshman year after he had the heart issue, played in only nine games, and then the last four seasons. I would say full seasons, but obviously, and I'm sure this is one of the reasons he is coming back, this one wasn't really a full season in a couple of respects. Spiders obviously did not play the full schedule with all the pandemic pauses, and then Grant missed the end of the year because of the broken finger as well. So he's returning, and he'll join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about that. From Charlottesville, uh, Thomas Wallatenzai will not come back. He would have had the opportunity, of course, to play that extra season, but decided against it. He was a big part of the championship run in 2020. Didn't have a great year uh, this season, uh, but has decided not to take his extra year. So Virginia's roster continues to be somewhat in in flux. Uh, they've lost a decent amount of players. Of course, we've talked about Sam Hauser uh, electing to go pro. Jay Huff was a senior. Anyway, he will take a shot at going pro. And then the underclassmen who have decided to enter that transfer portal and leave, Justin McCoy, uh, Jabri Abdul Rahim, and Casey Morsell is the other one. So Virginia's roster is certainly in a state of flux. I guess they'll they'll build, obviously, now around Kihei Clark and uh, Trey Murphy and Reese Beekman, I guess, would be who they're going to build around. But Tony Bennett's got some work to do out there on the recruiting trail, however that's going to happen, whether that's going to be virtual or they're going to be able to get back out there, coaches, uh, here in the off season, That hasn't been determined yet, but for the time being, it's still virtual recruiting. So Virginia's got some holes to fill. And then um, Virginia Tech uh, made an addition, and uh, James mentioned this on the update this morning as well, adding a seven-foot center, Michael Durr, from South Florida, going to transfer to Virginia Tech. It started the past couple of years for the Bulls down there at South Florida, averaged about 6.6 rebounds per game. So, of course, their roster is in a little bit of flux, as is everybody's right now. Uh, Wabisi Bidi, uh, don't know whether he's coming back or not. I saw where KV Aluma said he's at least going to put his name into the NBA draft uh, uh, pool, but will have remaining eligibility to come back, pull his name out, and return to Virginia Tech, which is likely what's going to happen. Of course, they had already lost uh, Jalen Cohn, and they lost Joe Bamasiel, the local guy. Uh, Bamasiel going to George Washington, Cohn winding up at Northern Arizona. This is this is all just part of the world we live in now in college basketball, and the Hoos and Hokies are no different than anybody else, and you got players coming and going, and when the dust settles, we'll take a look at the roster and start to examine how good these teams are going to be for next year. The other news from college basketball that we can tell you, and I would say this has finally happened, it just figured like it, it had to happen sooner or later, and probably happened a little later than a lot of people thought it would. And that's Arizona parting ways with head coach Sean Miller. The whole FBI and NCAA investigation thing that has been going on for quite some time now at Arizona, and Miller continued to work and, and coach right through it and wound up you know, 12 years at Arizona 
And finally, Arizona has decided it's time to make a move, and they have fired Sean Miller as their head coach. So there'll be a new head coach coming to Arizona. That news broke yesterday. We remember Sean Miller because he coached at Xavier, had a great run with the Musketeers, was there five years, went to four NCAA tournaments, and uh, to one, one, one Elite Eight appearance there. So Arizona. Uh, we'll be looking for a new head coach, and uh, already the names are out there. And I'm just looking at ESPN.com and see some of the names that they've talked about. Uh, Damon Stoudemire, who was one of the all-time greats at Arizona, his name's been thrown out there. Uh, Josh Pastner has been thrown. Miles Simon, who played at Arizona, is now an assistant in the NBA uh, with the uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers. So all of those names are out there. A couple of assistants, Gonzaga assistant Tommy Lloyd. You would think he would get a pretty good look if they want to go that route, considering the success that Gonzaga has had under Mark Few. He's one. Eric Musselman's name is on this list as well. And BYU's Mark Pope also on that list. That's a pretty premier job at Arizona. You can certainly win there. You just got to clean things up and turn things around a little bit. But I think Arizona is one of those places where you've got good resources and you can recruit pretty well. Now, you do have to figure out what's going to happen with the federal investigation, if there's any more still to come out of that and how your program might be handcuffed a little bit because of any probation or sanctions that might come down against Arizona. But in any event, that's the rest of the college basketball news for this morning with Sean Miller out at Arizona. All right, the news from earlier in the week. Locally, Grant Golden becoming the third Richmond Spider to announce that he will return for another season next year. Jacob Gilliard was the first, then Nathan Kale, and now Grant Golden. And when we come back in a moment, Grant will join us. We'll talk about his reasoning for coming back and what he's looking forward to in the next season of Richmond Spider Basketball. Grant Golden up next on the Sports Hub. Maybe you've got a lucky jersey, or maybe you've got a pair of team shorts that you have to wear during the game, or maybe you've got a hat that's like a lucky charm. Look, I'll make it real simple for you. We are all for it if it keeps you from listening to us naked. That can be kind of awkward. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Call Herman Allen at 804-746-5853 for reliable Lennox products that make your air in your home absolutely perfect. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that when something belongs to you, you'll work to make it the best it can be. That's why every OMF employee is also an owner. From the factory to the sales floor to the delivery team, being an owner means that we take pride in all that we do. Each of our employee owners has a customer-first focus to provide not only a better mattress, but a better mattress shopping experience. Visit a location near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. The UPS Store is every ink for small business. And for confidential information... quiet. Check out shredding services. The UPS Store. Shredding services are provided by Iron Mountain Information Management, LLC. The UPS Store franchise locations are independently owned. Visit theupsstore.com slash shredding for details. Goodyear knows the importance of keeping momentum as you head down the stretch. Momentum starts with movement. It's pulled from the air like a contested rebound. Momentum builds with steals and fast breaks and is proven by deep threes as the shot clock expires. Momentum is how we change the game. And now it's time to discover where it can take us. Goodyear, more driven. Lessons of Richmond presents the NCAA Basketball Tournament. Heard exclusively on ESPN Richmond. Hello, Mrs. Koontz. It's the back left tire of your RV calling. Wanted to give you a heads up that I'm going to blow out on the highway later today. Wait, what? It says here I'm going to burst in the middle of rush hour. Well, can we reschedule? Sorry, our policy states that once we're scheduled to burst, we have to. We really pride ourselves on our commitment to blowouts. RV owners can't schedule when things go wrong on the road. That's why there's Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. Do you want a text confirmation when I burst? Uh, think I'll notice. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's James Flowers. Good morning. It is 8:28. Big day for the Atlanta Braves as they swept the doubleheader in Washington yesterday. Tough afternoon for the starters in Game One. Both Eric Fetty and Max Fried were out by the third inning. Ronald Acuna going three for four with a run driven in in the seventh six win. Game two, totally different story. Pitching duel that was scoreless until the top of the seventh when Pablo Sandoval uncorked a two-run home run off the bench. To put the Braves up 2-0, Sean Newcomb came in for the save as the Braves swept the day from the Nats. Steven Strasburg sharpened his first start of the year, dealing six innings of one-hit ball 
while striking out eight. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office said Wednesday that excessive speed caused Tiger Woods' February crash. Woods' SUV was traveling between 84 and 87 miles per hour on a downhill stretch of road that had a speed limit posted of 45. The SUV was going 75 when it hit a tree. Sheriff Alex Villanueva blamed the crash solely on excessive speed and Woods' loss of control of the vehicle. Virginia Tech's Caleb Farley has been invited to the NFL Draft on April 29th. He joins a host of others, including four members of the Alabama Crimson Tides National Championship team. Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence said late last month he will not be in attendance and will be viewing the draft from Clemson. Action on the ice in the NHL before Monday's trade deadline saw the biggest movement yet made by a first-place team. The New York Islanders acquired Devils winger Kyle Palmieri and Travis Sajak for A.J. Greer and Mason Yost. Additionally, New York sent their first-round pick of this year's draft and a conditional fourth-round pick in the 2022 draft. The Capitals returned home from the road trip, a series which, that, which saw them go 2-3-0. Tonight, they'll take on the Boston Bruins, who beat the Flyers 4-2 on Tuesday night. Puck drop scheduled for 7 o'clock. Got to check for your Eastman Richmond weather forecast. Hello, everyone. Partly sunny skies will be with us this morning with the risk of showers this afternoon. Highs in the lower 70s. I'm Storm Tracker 8 meteorologist Matt Denardo. This report is sponsored by Exogen. Accuracy matters. Receive a $5 rebate by trading up any non-contact thermometer toward an Exogen purchased at any retailer. Details at exogen.com. You're up to date in Richmond Sports Center. I'm James Flowers on 99.5-1027 ESPN. This report is sponsored by ExpressPros.com. Express employment professionals matches people with the right skills with the right jobs. To find your next job, visit ExpressPros.com and find the location near you. Did you know that men over 30 begin to lose 1% of their testosterone each year? ED is just one of the problems associated with low testosterone. There's also weight gain, decrease in muscle mass, lack of energy or passion about life, and a loss of mental sharpness. Testosterone isn't just about sex. It's also also about your overall quality of life. So if you have any of these symptoms, you may be a candidate for testosterone replacement therapy. The Men's Wellness Centers specializes in the latest treatment options for low T, a highly successful weight loss and energy boosting program and ED treatments with guaranteed results. We take every precaution to protect our patients against exposure to COVID-19 and we remain open to serve you with locations in Newport News, Virginia Beach, or Richmond. Go to menswellnesscenters.com. Or call them at 804-413-9013. 804-413-9013. That's 804-413-9013. Introducing all new print-and-play games from the Virginia Lottery. They're the fastest way to play for a chance to win instantly, and there are brand new games primed for printing. What do we got? What do we got? We got Bullseye Bingo, Rockin' Bingo, Lucky Bingo, and Gold Bar Bingo, to name a few. If crosswords are more your speed, we got Money Bag, Horoscope, Extreme, and Platinum Crossword, too. Otherwise, you can reach for Blackjack Classic or High Stakes Blackjack if that's your deal. Print and play games start at $1, $1, $1, and you could win up to $75,000, so don't wait. Experience the fastest way to play with print and play. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. Lexus of Richmond believes the finest vehicles in the world should be sold and serviced from the most amazing facility. Tens of thousands of happy Lexus owners would agree. The reimagined Lexus of Richmond has a cafe, new showroom, spacious customer lounge, enclosed service lane, and a technology team. Experience amazing during the Invitation to Lexus sales event going on now at Lexus of Richmond. This update is brought to you by the Virginia State Golf Association. Play more and save more using the VSGA VIP card with savings available at over 200 golf courses. For more information, log on to VSGA.org. Mike Greenberg is now back and part of your morning. Greenie, weekdays at 10, following the sports huddle on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Welcome back, Sports Huddle 833 on a Thursday morning. Bob Black with you, 99.5, 1027 FM, 950 on the AM dial. On Tuesday, Richmond's Grant Golden announced he'll come back. He'll use that extra year of eligibility and return in a Richmond Spider uniform this season, joining Jacob Gilliard and Nathan Kale as fellow Spiders who have announced they'll return for another season this year. Grant Golden returns onto the Sports Huddle right now. He joins us this morning. Talk a little bit about that and look to the future of Spider basketball. Grant, good morning. How are you? 
Good. How are you doing this morning? Doing fine. Thanks for joining us. Uh, what did it boil down to, Grant? What was the uh, the primary reason or reasons? I'm sure there's probably more than one when you make a decision of that of that magnitude to return to the Spiders. Um, yeah, there's obviously a lot that went into it. Um, a lot of personal reasons, uh, off the court stuff. Um, and then there was a lot of basketball reasons as well. Um, but I think, you know, obviously one of the, some of the biggest ones, um, were, you know, this year just wasn't what we wanted to be, not even necessarily in terms of the outcome, just in terms of the, the opportunities that we had, uh, to get shut down three times, um, isn't exactly, you know, the easiest thing ever. Um, you know, I broke my finger there at the end, uh, not exactly what I was expecting. Blake got hurt there, um, uh, on, uh, on one of our last games. So just a lot of things that didn't really go down our way. Um, so I think, you know, all the guys really feel like, uh, felt like we wanted to come back and, you know, get a more fair opportunity to uh, get one more shot at it. So we're sort of hoping that it's going to be a little bit normal next year, or, you know, a little bit back to normal, and hopefully it goes a little more smoothly and, and we get a fair shot at it. How much did it hit you, Grant, there at the end of the season? And I can tell you it did for those of us who, who watched it as those postseason games unfolded and there was you and Blake and Nick Sherrod side-by-side standing on the sideline while the rest of your team warmed up. I mean, there's, whatever, 4,500 points and a lot of wins between the three of you standing on the sideline. To your point that this is not how we want this to come to an end. Yeah, um, certainly, you know, especially being out there uh, at the NIT and watching those games and, and not being able to be out there with those guys. Um, it was certainly disappointing. And like you said, it really just sort of hits you that, uh, you know, this wasn't really how this was supposed to all end. Um, and I know I felt very strongly about that. We've been through a lot um, and to have, you know, obviously last year and like it did and, be right on the verge of making the tournament and it end up being taken away from us. And then to have all this stuff happen this past year, um, I just felt like that's not how this was all supposed to go. And uh, I wanted to take this last opportunity and, you know, didn't want to look back down the road 20 years from now and, and wish I did. So, um, how much uh, each of you had to make an individual choice. That's very obvious, but how much collective, this is a very tight team. I've been around it enough to know that you guys are really interwoven. Uh, how much did you kind of banter back and forth amongst each other? Because I think you had mentioned this in John O'Connor's story. This is uncharted territory for every player in college basketball, let alone you guys on the spider team. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, like you said, everybody, um, was certainly, you know, had their own unique situation and had different reasons for why they wanted to come back or why they didn't and was weighing different pros and cons. Um, so I think, you know, all of us tried to take that individual approach in the sense of we had to make the best decision for, for us as an individual um, in terms of what we wanted to do with our basketball careers or our lives or what we wanted to do at that moment. But certainly, certainly a group aspect in the sense of, you know, once I saw that Gilly and Nate uh, were coming back, um, that's certainly a huge pro uh, in terms of my decision, in terms of trying to decide whether I wanted to come back. Um, I love playing with those guys. They're, they're my best friends, um, guys that I've been with for a long time now. So certainly a group aspect definitely played a role in that. Uh, I have always been an advocate, uh, obviously being way, way older and having put kids through college, that if you can stay in college a little bit longer, go ahead and do it because the real world is going to be there waiting for you and you're going to have plenty of years moving forward in the real world. Uh, what What's your perspective on that? I mean, this for you will be year six, for Jake and Nathan will be year five, and the comfort level that you have on the Richmond campus and in the Richmond community to be, to be doing this now in year six. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, obviously something that, you know, I wasn't expecting, um, not a situation that I was expecting to be in, um, not a, not an opportunity that I was expecting to have. Um, but you know, sort of the way that I looked at it is 
I wasn't really expecting to come in as a freshman and, and have heart surgery, um, you know. And then I ended up deciding to redshirt there, and it was one of the best decisions that, that I made for my career. Um, I feel like uh, that year sitting out really helped me and everything like that. Um, so I think something that really pushed me over the edge here in terms of coming back was, you know, this is an opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime thing, something that we'll probably never see again, this opportunity to, to have another year. Um, so I just felt like, you know, maybe this is how it was sort of meant to be for whatever reason. Um, so, yeah, certainly, like you said, not something I was expecting to to be in, but we're here now, and I'm super excited to be here another year and, and represent the university. Richmond's Grant Golden with us on the Herman Allen Hotline on the Sports Huddle this morning, talking about his decision to come back and play another year with the Spiders. How much did your pro aspirations factor into this, Grant, just taking a look at what might be out there, whether that was here in the United States or in the overseas international market, which has been very good to to former Spiders, and some are still playing over there as well. How much did you try and factor that in and and even look ahead a little bit in your crystal ball to what the landscape might be like in a year from now after you finish up at Richmond? Yeah, um, you know, obviously that was, that was the other option that I was weighing to go ahead and try and start that professional career and, and move forward with, with that. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, just looking at it, and like I said, weighing the pros and cons, um, obviously this year has been weird. Um, you know, there's a lot of question marks in terms of what's going to be going on this summer and stuff like that. Um, with all of that stuff and what the markets will look like uh, overseas and all that kind of stuff. Um, so in terms of, you know, in terms of that, I just felt like, why, why wouldn't I just come back and and play another year with my guys, um, be with the, you know, people that I truly enjoy playing with, um, truly enjoy being around and, you know, just give it one more try. It felt like there was just not a whole lot to lose. And, um, I knew that I was sort of leaning that way anyway. So I, I just, I just felt like. That was overall the best decision basketball-wise anyway. A couple of final questions for you, Grant. Uh, how's, how's the finger doing? How's the rehab going there following the surgery? <laughs> it's doing good. Um, I've been going to, uh, to PT once a week. Um, I actually go to the doctor tomorrow to, uh, to get another x-ray to make sure that it's still healing correctly and everything, but it's, it's good. Um, I'm, a, I'm ahead of schedule. Uh, moving it really well, and I'm hoping, hoping by the end of the end of the month or so, um, I'll be fully cleared for everything. So, excellent. So, what was that experience like? I don't know that we've really talked about this since since you hurt that finger, and you know, you really tried to play through that, and obviously that was that was not the easiest thing to do. Um, what was that kind of like trying to be out there on the court playing with that broken finger? I mean, you, you obviously gave it a great effort. Yeah, um, it was tough for sure, um, you know, especially when we were on the road, the St. Louis game. Um, you know, I, we lucked out to the sense for the home games um, and the game, uh, the game in the tournament being in Richmond as well. Um, I was able to, to go over to the doctors in the morning and get a shot to, to sort of numb it up a little bit. Um, but the St. Louis game was certainly tough. Um, no numbing or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was not a enjoyable experience by any means. Um, and you know, it took a couple, couple hits, um, throughout those last couple games that I played with it. And, uh, I'm, I'm sure that probably made it a lot worse. Um, but yeah, tough experience. I, I certainly wish I, I could have done more with it. Um, but I really did try and give it everything I had in terms of trying to play and be as close to my normal self as possible, and it didn't work out, but it, it is what it is. And I, I definitely think that also as well weighed into this decision. Um, you know, I, I didn't really like finishing out my last year with a broken finger and sort of sort of being that, that shadow of myself those last couple games, so... 
So let's finish on a positive note then. What do you think these Spiders are going to look like next season uh, with the three of you coming back, plus the guys that obviously were underclassmen that are coming back as well? What will this Richmond Spider team look like for 21-22? I'm excited for it um, in a lot of different ways, you know. Uh, Obviously, having us three come back, um, guys that have been there, obviously, and know, know what's going on. Uh, know what we need to do, know what we need to execute uh, will be huge. And uh, I think, you know, if, if if you watch the NIT games, you saw a lot from the younger guys. Um, Isaiah, unreal amount of energy, um, really, really, really good on the defensive end in terms of pressuring the ball and bothering guys. Um, Jai's basketball IQ is off the charts for, for someone his age. Um you know, Tyler Burton is, is becoming one of the best players in the conference here in front of our eyes. So, you know, I think we have so many good young guys and for them to get that experience there at the end um, and play a lot of minutes in the NIT was huge for them in terms of experience and confidence. So I'm really excited and looking forward to, to what we're going to have next year. And I think we're, we're going to bring a lot to the table in a lot of different, a lot of different aspects. Hey, let me ask you one more. Old broadcaster's trick when he says last question, then he asks one more, but it did kind of just pop into my mind. Um, what was the relationship and the back and forth with Coach Mooney through this whole thing for you, Grant? And you you two have been extremely close for a long time now through the hard times early on in your career to the good times here later in your career. What was kind of that partnership like in helping you uh, guide in making this decision? Yeah, um, you know, uh, in terms of uh... – you know, when it sort of the seasons first ended and everything, and you know he knew I was going to be weighing the weighing the options and everything like that. Um, he was very supportive in a sense of you know he didn't really want to make it feel like he was recruiting me um, and sort of trying to pressure me to come back or anything like that. And he told me you know just straight up that he wanted whatever I felt like was best for myself. Um, if I was coming back to Richmond, uh, he would be more than happy to have me back for another year. Um, and if it wasn't coming back to Richmond, then doing anything he possibly could um, to sort of help guide me along that path and that professional path and go that way. So really supportive. And then once I sort of decided, you know, I, I was leaning towards coming back to Richmond and everything, we had a meeting in his office. I was probably in there for about an hour or so. And, um, you know, obviously just super thrilled and we were both super excited for, for what we can do next year and everything like that. And we sort of talked through some things and sort of some plans for the summer and preseason, all that good stuff. And we're both just truly excited. And I really can't thank him enough for being so supportive through the whole thing. And I'm excited to be with him for another year. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected anything less in that scenario, and Spider fans everywhere are excited about it as well, I, I can tell you that. Grant, thanks for the time this morning. Uh, hey, you getting up to Baltimore this weekend? Your beloved Red Sox, uh, who've won three in a row now, are are at uh, Camden Yards this weekend. I know, I know, I'm not, but uh, I, I've, I've been marking some on my calendar so that I could potentially make it to. Uh, got to try and sneak in here with these uh, COVID restrictions at some point, get myself a ticket. So we'll see. Absolutely. Well, enjoy the summer, use it well, and we look forward to seeing you back in a spider uniform in the fall. Sounds good. Thank you for having me this morning. Thanks, Grant. Grant Golden of the Richmond Spiders and still of the Richmond Spiders, one of three players who've announced they will return, joining Jacob Gilliard and Nathan Ko as well. And, yes, Grant is a huge Boston uh, Boston sports fan, Patriots and the Red Sox, and is always walking around campus wearing that Boston Red Sox cap. And, yeah, they've won three in a row, and they will help the Orioles play their home opener, Baltimore, today at Camden Yards. Thanks to Grant Golden. He joined us this morning, brought to you on our Herman Allen Hotline. All of our guests appear on the Herman Allen Hotline. We appreciate their partnership and their sponsorship with us as well. Herman Allen, plumbing, heating, and cooling, providing HVAC services to the Richmond community for more than 50 years. Available 24 hours a day by calling 804-746-5853. Also online at Herman Allen Plumbing. Com. Just about 8.50 on 9.50 a.m., 99.5, FM, we are ESPN Richmond. ESPN Richmond. Traffic. 
This traffic update is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Still looking at heavy traffic on I-295 southbound because of a crash blocking the left lane coming around toward New Market Road. It's got traffic back up through about Pocahontas Parkway. Also, River Road eastbound between Bundle Road and Ivy Mill Road running very heavy this morning. I'm Jim Huggins on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Invisible Fence Brands Boundary Plus family of products has a containment solution customized exclusively for you and your pet. Visit InvisibleFence.com to schedule your free consultation. You love getting out in this nice weather, and you love listening to us, so why not do both? Exactly. If you've got your phone, you've got us. Hello? Listen to our live stream at ESPNRichmond.com. Lessons of Richmond presents the NCAA Basketball Tournament. Heard exclusively on ESPN Richmond. This update is brought to you by the Virginia State Golf Association. Play more and save more using the VSGA VIP card with savings available at over 200 golf courses. For more information, log on to VSGA.org. Hello, I'm Joe Cordell of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. Here are a few quick divorce tips that we provide our clients. Number one, don't move out of your house just because your wife tells you to. Remember, that's your house too. And number two, don't blow through the financial statements that you file with the court. These are key exhibits, and they often make or break your case. And number three, watch the social networking. Expect your wife's lawyer to do a thorough online search. And incidentally, this is a two-way street. Now a bonus tip. Partner with your attorney in assembling evidence. You're one of the two leading experts on your life and marriage. Your attorney needs your input to achieve your goals. And finally, talk to your attorney before taking action. Good luck. Contact Cordell and Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Richmond area attorneys. A partner men can count on. 804-424-0000. Online at CordellCordell.com. That's CordellCordell.com. Office in the West End. Reason number 87 to choose Diamonds Direct over any other jeweler. Free service for life with no fine print. That's right. When you buy your engagement ring or any piece of jewelry at Diamonds Direct, you will never have to pay a dime in the future for sizing, cleaning, or routine maintenance. Even if she accidentally knocks out a side accent diamond, Diamonds Direct will replace it free. Now, other stores claim to offer warranties, but the catch is they won't honor it unless you bring your ring in for regular inspections. But at Diamonds Direct, inspections are never required. There's no gotcha clause, no fine print, no looking for ways to void the warranty. Plain and simple at Diamonds Direct, we stand behind what we sell and we're committed to servicing it at no charge for life, period. It's all part of our commitment to provide you with the ultimate in value and total confidence. Diamonds Direct, the jeweler you can trust with a no-questions-asked 100% free lifetime warranty. Come see us to learn more. Short Pump West Broad Village, where Richmond gets engaged. Napa know-how. Get a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil and a platinum filter for just $26.48. They're like the only couple you don't mind inviting over. They help you with your car, they save you money, and they never display their affection publicly. That's Napa full synthetic and a platinum filter for $26.48. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales price is not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends for 3021. Lexus of Richmond believes the finest vehicles in the world should be sold and serviced from the most amazing facility. Tens of thousands of happy Lexus owners would agree. The reimagined Lexus of Richmond has a cafe, new showroom, spacious customer lounge, enclosed service lane, and a technology team. Experience amazing during the invitation to Lexus sales event going on now at Lexus of Richmond. Basketball is entering the final month, and DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. Pick any basketball team to win their next game, and if during that game the team of your choosing hits a three, you bring home $100 in free bets. That's 100 to 1 odds. Teams have been hitting threes at an unprecedented pace. So get in on all of the action with DraftKings Sportsbook before this offer ends. Down 
download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code WXGI when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three. That's code WXGI for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Virginia only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call the Virginia Problem Gambling Helpline at 888-532-3500. Looking for a fast, affordable lunch? Ariana's Italian Grill Special started just $4.99 for pizza and subs. 700 North Shepherd Street in the fan. Or online at arianasrva.com. Local sports talk is back in the afternoons. Colonial Downs Racetrack presents Border to Border with Matt Josephs. Weekdays at 3 on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Updates, which had just gotten underway a little bit past 8 o'clock after the ceremonial first tee shot that we talked about earlier. One of those great moments, one of those great traditions in sport with Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, Lee Elder on that first tee this morning down there at Augusta that looked a little bit more normal this morning. Certainly that it did in November when they did the Masters last year, right? Uh, and then, uh, of course, they haven't played it in the spring since 2019 when Tiger Woods obviously uh, made his famous run to win the Masters in 2019, and uh, of course he's been back in the news this week uh, with the information coming out from the uh, from the police, the sheriff's department, off of his crash and the excessive speed that's being noted now as a result or as a reason for the uh, Tiger Woods crash. And still hope for the best for him. And I know a lot of the golfers took an opportunity to give a shout out to him this week as they previewed the Masters. Some have gone to see him as well, and I guess there's some hope that somewhere way, way into the future he'll be able to swing that club again. Uh, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on that as well. Uh, just a couple quick thoughts on uh, Grant Golden from our conversation with Grant. I think, you know, you could really tell that this, this boiled down to all of the things that happened this year as a main reason why he decided to come back. Yes, some of it was because his buddies came back in, in Jacob Gilliard and Nathan Ko. Some of it, as he kind of alluded to, was the professional market right now might not quite be where he wants it to be to get his best opportunity moving forward. But I really think the question that I asked, and Greg Beckwith and I talked about it many times, and that's how these guys would react to the challenge of a pandemic year, and that is, man, oh, man, let's get, let's get this over with. I'm going to move on with my life. And there's a lot of guys are doing that. And it's certainly understandable. The other side of that is, man, oh, man, what a bad year. I don't want it to end like this. They're giving me an opportunity to come back. I'm going to take advantage of it. And that's what those three guys have done. And it does sound like that's what it boiled down to for Grant. And his was accentuated even a little bit more because of the injury at the end, which put him on the sideline at the end of the year and didn't get a chance to play in the postseason for Richmond. And as I pointed out, you know, if you looked on the sideline and those postseason games and you saw those guys who were in street clothes, you just couldn't help but shake your head and wonder what if. And you try not to wonder what if too much if you can help it in sports particularly. But I think that was a case when you looked at that, and I'm sure they looked at each other, and as Grant said, yeah, it did kind of hit him while he's standing on the sideline and his teammates are warming up for an NIT game that he wouldn't be able to get out there on the court. And that all factored all factored into this. And also good news to hear that he's actually a little bit ahead of schedule on the recovery after the surgery uh, from the broken finger. And hopefully he'll be able to get back into basketball activity, as he said, within the next month, which would be great. Now, he can obviously do the conditioning things to keep him going and that sort of thing. Um, But to be able to have full mobility and use of both hands and get back into basketball activity, because you're hoping that this summer is going to be a more normal summer for college basketball players, and they'll be able to go through their workouts and progressions and that sort of thing and, you know, get back on campus and play pickup games and and all of that this summer. And that would certainly be the hope uh, for Graham and the rest of the Spiders and the rest of the college basketball players as well. So do appreciate him coming on. I think you could hear, and first of all, I appreciate him getting up and doing that this morning. I think you could hear. In his voice, you know, a little bit of the anticipation and excitement for next year, but also still a little bit of the frustration and disappointment for the way not only this season went in its entirety, 
but also the end of last year when the Spiders obviously were poised to make a run through the 8-10 tournament, whatever that would have been, and then likely an NCAA tournament berth, which is what this group so desperately wants. Uh, that's obvious. That's the elephant in the room. This group, this team hasn't been there. That's the ultimate goal. Whatever the individual accolades and records and all of that for Gilliard and, Col- and Golden, getting to the NCAA tournament is the ultimate uh, goal and then at that point then you change your goals and you try and make as deep a run as you can in the NCAA tournament but you got to take them take them kind of one at a time all right so appreciate Grant Golden on our Herman Allen hotline in the first hour of the sports huddle that gets us right up to nine o'clock so let's take the top of the hour break James Flowers will update us on the Masters which is in its first hour underway on a Thursday morning down at Augusta more normalcy there here in April with the Masters underway we'll do that plus hour two of the sports huddle coming up when we come back thank you so much for tuning us in 99.5 1027 FM 950 AM ESPN Call Herman Allen at 804 704